Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today comes from the Epistle lesson, especially these words, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son. Thus far, our text. Dear friends in Christ, did you know that it is still Christmas time at least in the church. The world certainly has moved on, seeking to forget the birth of our Lord as quickly as possible, trying to focus your attention on a new year, on buying expensive exercise equipment, and going on a diet after the holiday season. But here in the church, it's still Christmas. We still can enjoy all the holiday goodies. Most importantly, we can still enjoy God's holy word about Christmas. Last week, as we heard about Christmas, we focused on the birth of Jesus, the celebration of the incarnation of God taking on our human flesh. And this morning, we move on to what that means for you and for me. What does Christmas mean? Most simply put, it means this. Today, you are God's heir. Before, you were not. Before, you were a slave to sin, death, and your own sinful nature. But today, yes, today, you are God's heir. And being an heir is no small matter. Being an heir means that when God dies, you get all that belonged to him. It's the same way with all inheritance, with all cases of heirdom, if you will. And you've seen it in the movies. You've seen it in the movie Gran Torino. Tao inherits Walt's car when Walt dies at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. Or maybe Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The cartoons all inherit Toontown when Marvin Acme dies and his will is found. Or Frozen, when the king and queen of Arendelle die in a terrible boating accident, Elsa becomes the queen. In The Lion King, when Mufasa dies, Simba inherits all that the light touches. The list could go on and on and on. Being an heir means when someone dies, you get what they had. And the truth be told, perhaps we've even experienced this in a much more personal way, when a loved one who's very near and dear to you passed away, 
and left you with some or all of their possessions. That's the way inheritance works. That's the reason we write wills and last testaments. They are pieces of paper or a word that is spoken by someone that clearly lays out who gets what they have when their life comes to its conclusion. Those on the receiving end of the deal become the heirs, the ones who received what is promised. And this Christmas season, in our epistle lesson, St. Paul tells you something important. He makes known to you that you are the heir of God. That means when God dies, all the stuff he had that he named you to receive, you get to have. When God dies, his things become your things. God named you his heir here in the baptismal font when you were washed with water and the word, when he put his name upon you, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Water and word anointed you into God's family. He adopted you to be his heir. He declared you'd receive what he wanted to give you. Before you received the gift of baptism, you were not an heir. But rather, before, you were enslaved, St. Paul says, enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. You were a slave to your sin. You, in fact, could do nothing but sin. That's why you spoke the way you spoke. That's why you acted the way you acted. That's why you have family members who won't speak to each other. That's why there's so much conflict at work. That's why there's so many challenges and so much suffering in this world. You were a slave to sin, the world was a slave to sin, and in the end that sin sought but one thing, your death. Your eternal death. And so we face conflict day in and day out. And all those conflicts wear and tear upon our hearts, do they not? We become wearied by the cares of this world, overwhelmed by our sin. These things remind us of the truth that if we are left in slavery to sin, we will die. And that death will be forever. We are slaves to sin. We are under God's law, and we've broken it all. 
But that was before. Today, you have been adopted as God's heir, baptized into his name. You are God's child. Be glad to say it by being baptized into Christ. You're his heir. When God dies, you get what he's promised you. And what did he promise in the waters of baptism? He promised eternal life, holiness, righteousness, blessedness, peace, joy. When God dies, those are all the things you're going to get. And St. Paul goes on and tells you that in fact, you've already received those things. For you see, God already has died. St. Paul says it this way, So it is that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that they might receive adoption as sons. God sent Jesus, born in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling cloths, laid in a manger for you. God sent him to be born, to suffer, to bleed, to die on a cross. God sent Jesus, who himself is in fact God in the flesh, to die for you, for your slavery to sin, to redeem you a lost and condemned person, to purchase and win you from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil by shedding his own holy, precious blood for you. Jesus lived the perfect life for you. Jesus fulfilled the law for you. In fact, Jesus did not deserve to die, but instead to live forever. But to save you, he goes to the cross. The baby we worshipped last week, lying in the manger, worshipped by angels and shepherds alike, is the same God we worship who hung from a cross to die for sinners. That's what he did. That's why we have a picture of Christ here by the pulpit hanging from the cross. That's why we have one on the altar to remind us that Jesus died for our sin. 
And when God in Jesus dies, you inherit what he promised. What did he promise? Eternal life, which rightly belonged to him, the perfect, holy God. So when Jesus dies, you inherit eternal life. Holiness. God is holy, holy, holy. And he promised that you would be holy in the waters of baptism. And when he dies, you inherit holiness. Righteousness. In his death, you receive it. Peace. When he goes to the cross and says it is finished, you have peace with God. Comfort. Joy. All the rest. These belong to you because you have inherited them from the God who promised them to you in his will and in his testament. You're no longer a slave to sin. Death is not your master. Jesus promised these things to you. And in his death, his word is fulfilled. Perhaps the clearest place to see this taking place is in the Lord's Supper when Jesus says, take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. Shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. A promise given to you. And in his death, you inherit exactly what that word says. Forgiveness of sins. Life and salvation. For where there is forgiveness of sins, life and salvation follow right along. What God promises, the death of Jesus brings to you. All your sin washed away. All your shame gone. The guilt that you seek to carry with you, Jesus eliminates. There's something even more amazing when it comes to inheriting from Jesus, from God. As perhaps some of you know from this Christmas season, the hardest thing about inheriting something from someone else is that that person has to be gone. The only way that Simba got the Lion Kingdom is when Mufasa died and was taken from him. The only way that Tao got the Grand Torino is because Walt was dead. The only reason you have forgiveness of sins is because Jesus died. 
the amazing thing when it comes to inheriting from God is this. Jesus does not stay dead. He dies. You inherit what he has promised. And then he rises again from the dead to live with you forever. You've received the inheritance and you've received the one who has gone back. And what is more is this. In Jesus, all those loved ones who are gone, who you miss, who your heart aches and yearns for, in faith in Christ, they are not gone forever. Christ promises all who trust in him will inherit eternal life. You'll get them back as well. You've received the inheritance. Christ lives and reigns forever. And you are God's heir, adopted into his family. The resurrected Jesus is your brother now. And you can pray to him in the same way you speak to close and dear family. And if Jesus is your brother, then God is your heavenly father. And you can speak and pray to him as dear children ask their dear father, certain and sure that he hears, that he listens, and that he'll provide what you need. You, dear Christian, are God's heir. And when Jesus died, you inherited what he promised. Peace, comfort, forgiveness, blessedness. You no longer are a slave to sin or death or the power of the devil. You're a part of God's family. And you always shall be. What you've inherited can never be taken away. You are God's child, God's brother or sister, and you always shall be. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.